Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. Oh, welcome in, everybody. Another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. It's One Man's Opinion, episode number 143. Got a lot to talk about here. It's our final show of the 2022 calendar year, obviously, we go, our seasons run all the way through the Super Bowl and the week after the Super Bowl. Then we'll take a week's vacation or so, and we'll get back on with episode and season. Oh, I'm sorry, season number four. You believe that? Three seasons in, almost in the books. Thank you for uh, listening to the podcast, downloading, subscribing, liking, following, spreading the word. It is a passion, passion project of mine and desperately desperately appreciate you guys tuning in and uh and getting the podcast what can we say my name is jeff mans by the way you can hear me weekday afternoon sirius xm fantasy sports radio channel 87 um hosting elite sports that's my little show over there i also host sirius xm fantasy football pregame show with bob harris sunday mornings 11 a.m to 1 p.m eastern that is only through the nfl regular season so again couple more weeks for that one. We'll go on hiatus there as well. A part owner and chief content officer over at fantasyguru.com. A lot of New Year's specials over there. If you're interested in NBA, NHL for betting purposes or DFS purposes or data purposes, and you want to get the latest there, college basketball, college football, bowl games, USFL, XFL, Canadian Football League, the rest of the NFL playoffs, Major League Baseball, Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide, it's all over there at fantasyguru.com. And now is the time to get in at the lowest damn prices that we offer. Here's a little just uh, FYI. Prices are always higher when it's at the maximum time, right? So, like, as a consumer, you know, we're a business just like any other business. And when it's the holidays and they know you, you got to get that gift or whatever, nobody's lowering their prices. Or when they do, it's not lower that much, Right. Get it when it's not such a hot commodity and they'll be able to cut you a deal. We're no different over at fantasyguru.com. You could follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mance on Twitter, the Jeff Mance everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. So it's our year end show, at least the calendar year. Want to wish everybody a happy, safe new year, New Year's Eve. Please enjoy it. Have a good time. Hopefully you did so with the holidays as well. The drinking and driving is a no bueno in the man's world. Just don't do it. You got Uber, you got Lyft, you got stupid friends that are, go find a pregnant lady. She'll drive you home, right? Anything. Just somebody who's not doing the things that are fun. <laughs> Somebody's not having fun on New Year's. So that's the way to go. Always do that, folks. Just be safe and sound out there and have a great time. So I'm going to – I'll go through some of this year, uh, the 2022 calendar year. It's been a weird one, hasn't it? It feels like, to me – and uh, tell me if you think you agree, disagree, at Jeff underscore Mance on Twitter. What do you think about – I feel like 2022, the end of this year, is kind of the end of one long year that started around March of 2020. Isn't it the official end – and turning of the page of the whole, the COVID 
situation, right? Especially, hopefully it's a turning of a page of all the political nonsense and bullshit as well. By the way, this is a, a an explicit podcast, meaning I will use bad language. I will talk salty terms. This is not for kids. This is not for sensitive ears, everybody. So put your AirPods in, your earbuds in, put your noise-canceling headphones on, or listening, listen to this show not around people that are sensitive to bad words or anything, whatever they're sensitive to race, religion, all that stuff. Not, this is not the show for those people. Okay. So we, we talk like human beings. We talk like adults and we just say what's on our mind. And uh, you guys may agree and disagree with some or all, as I always say at the end of the shows, but that's, that's the part of what we're doing here. Um, Hopefully that, this is just we're starting 2023 begins another chapter in all of our lives that we can put this shit, whatever it's been good, bad, whatever, put it behind us and let's move forward with good intentions, good hearts, clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. That's what we should be doing. Uh, for me, 2022 was it's interesting. I talked about it this year. I've talked about it on the podcast, on this podcast. I've talked about it on the XM show and everywhere where I'm writing and all that good stuff. 2022 started with me very, very unsure. Truth be told, last year at this time, as I was recording this episode in the final couple of days of the 2021 calendar year, I didn't know if I would make it to this point. And that's just hard truth because I didn't know. For those who just joined the podcast this year, first of all, thank you. Welcome to it. But for me, I had a lump on my – or a mass, they call it, on my colon. My dad died of colon cancer at the age of 64 back in 1999. Um, I had intestinal cancer back in 2017. So obviously this was a big – I had a colonoscopy. In November, they found the mass right away. They're like, yeah, you, I mean, it wasn't even like, oh, we'll call you a few days after. They're like, hey, are you coherent? And I'm like, kind of, they're like, yeah, you got problems. So it was like immediate on. So I finished up all last year with this hanging over me and it was tough and it was in my head nonstop and I worried about it and really soaked in the holiday season last year and and everything and got to enjoy time with friends and family, and my kids and all that good stuff. But I, I went into this year not knowing. I knew I had to have a surgical procedure and take it out, but they, it wasn't sure if it spread or where it was. Fortunately, I think it's gone the best it possibly could have gone. The surgery I had, by the way, because insurance sucks and trying to schedule and get your fucking referrals. I don't know if you guys are in the healthcare industry. I'm sure a lot of you are. Some of you are. It's a fucking nightmare. I applaud every one of you who survive it. I can't even say you work there. It's a fucking survival. My sister, my sister-in-law are nurses. My aunt is a nurse. It's a fucking disaster. Doctors, nurses, uh, uh, medics, uh, everybody, man. You guys, oh, the shit you have to deal with. The, our medical system is just fucked in this country. It's fucked that's all i could say and i was a very much a victim of that because i knew in november and i wanted to i promised i'd finish out the season the football season from last year and i'd immediately go in and get all my stuff that i needed done but it still took almost three months for me to get my procedure i did sort of early first second week of march was the procedure it all was great it got most of it, not all of it, but it's non-cancerous, so everything was good. 
but the recovery was brutal. I lost half of 2022 between what was on my mind and weighing in my mind and having to go to appointments and scans and tests and blood and everything else. And then getting the procedure and the recovery was so fucking bad between all of that. Like I was, it was mid June before I even really became a person again. Like even anything like could get up and do normal activities, like, you know, walk around the house. Like I couldn't do any of that. So it's been one hell of a year for me. I'm thankful. I'm happy to be where I'm at. And, you know, these things that we all go through, and I'm sure you guys have been through it with friends, family members, and hopefully not, but maybe yourselves, or what have you, you know, hopefully it puts everything in perspective that, man, this time we got is just short and it's fast and it goes like a blink of an eye. You got to make the most of it. You got to soak it up as much as humanly possible. Enjoy it. And I'll tell you guys, you know, my, my listeners and followers, I think we are just as bad as a lot of the rest of the world in that there is some real anger problems. And I think a, a lot of it's undiagnosed depression and we're mad at the world. I don't know why everybody's so mad and what you're mad at. Like right before I went live on this podcast, this episode, I've got a stupid fucking guy on Twitter I said that we should play week 18 of fantasy football. And this guy is going fucking nuts. I mean, he's losing his shit. And I'm just thinking, okay, we disagree. That's just that. Is there really any, any, what's the, what's the point of keep circling? You're going to think that I'm going to think this. That's it. You know, I, it weird. You're not changing my mind. I've tried to change your mind. I said my piece on the sound clip. I went two or three rounds on Twitter with my explanation. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's it. That's the end of it, man. And I told the story on XM the other day, just how a local restaurant that we got, we catered our um, holiday party, our Christmas dinner. Um, didn't want the wife or anybody having to cook and doing all that. So we got food from a restaurant. They they fucked us over, got the wrong food. We didn't realize it's a day of because um, we got it late night the previous night and we got the wrong food. And, and it was a fuck up. And it's like I could nuke these motherfuckers. Like I could just nuke them, go on social, go on this podcast, go on the air. I could have my wife calling. And, you know, we, we could fucking what's the point? What is really going to be one? What I needed to have was the right food for my party guests on Christmas Day at that moment. There's no amount of going back at them that's going to bring that back. I'm just not going to go back to the restaurant. I won't recommend it. If somebody asks me outright, I'll say, fuck them. No, that's it. I don't need the rest. I don't know why some of us... Do that. I think it's because of depression. I really do believe in it. I believe it's depression, and I believe it's an anger that we have that a lot of us have this chip that we don't need to have. Not happy with our lives, but you should be. Fucking man, you guys are breathing, dude. Like, you're breathing. You're able to get up. You're able to walk around. Well, maybe some of you can't get up. Well, fuck, you're still here. My grandma was bedridden. I took care of her. I had to change my grandma's diapers when I was in high school. She lived with us after my grandfather died. 
my mom had osteosporosis so bad. She was a hunchback and she was confined to a chair for the last couple of years of her life. My brother was born a dwarf and he's been small and disabled his entire life. But you still got to live. You're still here. It's better to be here. It should be thankful and happy. Don't need to be so upset. You don't need everybody to agree with you. So you know, my big takeaways, you know, as I look back at my 2022, that was it. It's just, man, it's still kicking. It's still going and getting better and trying to evolve. And I talk about that a lot on the radio show too, that I think I'm not the person I want to be in a year. Like I'm doing the show next year. I'm sure I'll be talking about in my life and what I went through the previous year. I think people like it. Maybe I'll get to football. Don't worry. I got tons of football. Shut the fuck up. Just deal with a couple things that Pappy's got to say. Right. <laughs> um, but I don't want to be the same guy. I want to be a different guy. I want to, I want to keep growing. I want to find new things. I want to learn new things. As I say all the time, I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not, I'm, you know, I, but I keep learning, but I'm not done. You know, it's not over yet. Well, the clock, there's still plenty of time on the clock. It's still going. And I hope that no matter, I hope you all understand that you are on a journey. Your lives aren't just stuck. If you are on top of the mountain and you're the happiest you can possibly be, that's awesome. But you know, you have to keep working at it, that it's not over. It's just not, you have to keep going and keep working. For those of us not as happy as we want to be, we're angry at somebody has something that we want. Go get it. Don't steal it from them. Go attain your own version. But keep going. Keep moving. Keep progressing. Keep evolving. It's not over. If you disagree with somebody, disagree and let it go. You know, get into fights and all these. It's fucking ruining sports. I can't even take my son. We got tickets to go to see Luca, you know, against the Suns when they come to town. It's like, man, you got to be careful where you sit. You can't sit in the fucking um, the cheaper seats because that's where the fucking riffraff go. The riffraff just wants to fucking drink a bunch of beer and fight. Probably smoke weed in the parking lot, do a bunch of blow in the bathroom, and then fucking get, get in a fight, start fights and swears. And so I just want to go with my kid and enjoy a basketball game. Like, you can't do that anymore. You can't do it on social media. You can't go to the fucking movie theater. You can't go to a park. You can't go to sporting events. Well, fuck it. Somebody wanted to fight. You know, and it's all, again, I really believe it's all clinical depression. But nevertheless, um, the sports season, baseball, the baseball season to me is was a blip. It was just so fast. The first year I didn't write a lot of DFS. I did a few cash game breakdowns over at fantasyguru.com, but I didn't do a lot. I got into baseball betting. I found my way in betting. I think that I found my way in baseball. I don't like seasonal fantasy baseball anymore. I, I like a version of it, but unfortunately, most commissioner service don't offer that. We don't need, I got to set lineups every day. If I can't set a lineup every day, there's no sense in it. No sense in playing the game, right? So I like the day of the game. I like I don't like baseball betting, but I found a way to like it. My total base props like that. It's it's the same kind of research that we do for DFS. And we do it for that strikeout props, things like that. So I learned I found my way in baseball betting. It was only my third year of betting on baseball at all. And second, really full on year of betting baseball. And 
I before I would do more of the games and the sides and the run totals and shit like that. And I didn't like the results. I didn't, I wasn't uber confident. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel right about it. It didn't feel good. Found my way in baseball. And that's a big deal, right? It's a big deal. Also our DFS stuff this year, for those of you who are subscribers at fantasyguru.com, I can't say everything right now, but there are big changes on the horizon. Things are changing for the better, for the, the better, evolving. I, I guess I shouldn't say they're changing. We, this year, I don't have a major surgery hanging over my head. I'm going to be able to spend the next few months in the lab doing what I do best, creating new content, creating new data points, creating new tools, creating just in general, helping our staff be better, aiding them in the way they need, communicating with the consumer, stuff stuff I couldn't do a year ago at this time. Baseball season can be great. Me and Ray Flowers are working on some stuff that we are ecstatic about. All right. Seasonal draft guy dropping soon. DFS and betting going to be fucking legit on the site this year. Excited about that. Um, my White Sox disappointing in 2022. That's that was the my biggest baseball takeaway. I loved I got out to Seattle, got to see Julio Rodriguez. My son got the jersey. We got to see Trout hit a couple home runs. Another monster season for Otani. Great season for Aaron Judge, even though now the baseballs were weighted differently at Yankee Stadium. Ugh. Puts a real black cloud on top of all that from the baseball season. The football season, I think. I think we did a great job. I, I'm really proud of the product. I'm proud of everything. I nearly had several meltdowns during the football season. I think the workload for your boy is a little more than I could handle. If being honest, I think that next year I'm going to start evolving and moving into different things, creating and combining some things so that makes it, I don't want to work less. I just want to be more efficient and effective. I also view our football staff, the guys who are doing that. I think there's some major, major stars that we have on our team. And I think they're ready for more prominent roles and more responsibility, if you will, and what have you. I think the trust level, they understand things now about how important it is to be there for the consumer and things. Uh, consumer, you know, during Thanksgiving dinners and Halloween and the draft season. You can't go on vacation in August. Like little things that it takes to be a professional in the fantasy sports business. Uh, I think we've got that. We've got some great ones. I mean, Armando Marsal, Tyler Beaker, Russell Clay, just to name Rich Mulatto, who I cannot gloat higher about, is going to be a much bigger fixture and what we're doing next year as well. He is fantastic. And just the, the the core guys, and I think they're ready to take on a little bit more. And again, not more of a workload, but more prominence. Um, so that's a good thing. I'm excited about that. I've got, I got some new tools that are on tap. Uh, our smash report, obviously is something that I can't just have on the fucking article in the cash game breakdown. I got to have it in our data section. These are things that, have to go up. My wide receiver coverage charts have to be elevated as well. But I got new things. I'm so excited, man. When I talk about how different the game is, how different we need to be with 
the draft season, you know, what am I most proud of from the football season of 2022? I'm ecstatic over the moon at the manifesto, the preseason rankings. Nobody got it better. I'm sorry. I know egomaniac. Nobody did better. No, nobody. I mean, there were no people. When I said draft quarterbacks earlier, like Mahomes and Allen, people thought I was fucking crazy. When they said that Jalen Hurts should be that next tier with Joe Burrow, people equally thought I was absolutely out of my mind. And it's worked out amazingly. When I told you that running backs weren't it and that bat, there were no more workhorses in the in the backfields, people thought I was out of my like said out of my mind. They didn't believe it. Outside, even some of you probably were highly questionable. I remember it. I remember you being questionable or questioning me on some of the advice and things, but it's, I'm, it's the way it worked out, right? Even the misses, like the big misses for me this season, other than like Javante getting injured, which what the fuck can we do? Wrong on the entire Broncos situation. So was everybody. It didn't hurt us that much. But like Najee Harris is the big miss, right? Najee Harris is going to be a thousand yard rusher. He's a top fit. He's running back 14 in fantasy football right now. He very easily, with any kind of decent games, could be top 12, like even remotely, and could be top 10 if he has one, one big game. He's a top 10 guy for the year. And again, I had him third overall. Not, he's not, he was a disappointment, but it wasn't catastrophic. And why wasn't it catastrophic? Because he did exactly why I was trusting him in the first place. And that, I think, is what we do at Fantasy Guru. And what our staff is starting to understand and acknowledge is that it's not always about hitting the home run. Sometimes you need to bunt the guy over. Sometimes you, And it's about limiting the downside of players. We do that in daily. We do it in betting. We do it in seasonal. Najee Harris failed us as the third overall pick. But the failure, he went from a top five fantasy running back to a top 15. Okay, if is anybody checked lately on where uh, DeAndre Swift is, who's also a top five back on most people's boards and a first round pick everywhere? Top third, not even top 30. Right now, right, that that's the failure. That's the shit that you can't protect that you need to protect against. Right. Those are the calls that just that's it. You're you don't have a usable commodity anymore. Right. So aligning yourself and doing it the right way, I'm very excited and very proud of proud of the DFS stuff. What are we? Uh eleven and six on the season. Um, you know, pretty good cash game record. Four fours have been spot on. A couple stinkers for sure. I think it's been a very challenging DFS year. But it's also something where we're so far ahead that we don't have competition. We have to beat optimizers. We have to beat two to three lineup trains every single week. That's it. We also found our groove in betting. We found our groove hitting the single game parlays. You know, we did sides and totals early in the season because we knew we had an advantage. We found our advantage because we knew the players and teams and schemes and coaches and all that. And we hammered that early on. Then when that started drying up, week six, seven, eight-ish, had to evolve and move into something else that was single game parlays. Now we just get the script of you know our most 
the game we're most sure on how it's going to go and bet it and bet it for plus odds and plus money. And we're kicking ass with it. And then the prop bets, prop bets, they stopped giving us the props um, before, you know, on Thursday nights, the way they did the f- entire first half of the season, these aren't coming out to Friday nights or sometimes even Saturdays. So we stopped betting the props as much until they came out. And, and that kind of evolution is why fantasyguru.com, why we create the winning atmosphere. And I'm proud of it. Um, on a personal level, I mean, what I'm probably having the best seasonal year of my life. Um, really good. And let's see how many championships. I won three championships this past week. Mike Wars. Um, <laughs> I won Mike Wars. I won my son's league, which I guess that doesn't really count against him and his buddies, which I'm going to brag about that one. And then I won the, the Elite Sports Listener League as well this week. Great competition. And that one I dedicate to all the listeners because they kicked my ass so much the previous year. I was focused, much more focused. Like, I didn't say it, but I thought it. Like it was front of mind a lot, and I worked hard to get it, so I got that one. I was lucky, you know, to win that championship. I believe one of my best ball leagues, I have a 221-point lead with two weeks to go. I think I'm going to win that. I could claim I'm pretty excited about that. So I had 20 total leagues. One was an eliminator I was out on. Um, took top three in two FFPC leagues. Got knocked out in the playoffs of both of them. Uh, just missed the playoffs in the NFFC, which was a big time bummer. Um, so 16 leagues that I actually had to do starts and sets every single week. And of those, I've won three of them and I'm in the championship in uh, my home league. I am FM, which is I'm um, 15 and one. Now, as I go to the championship, 14 and one regular season, Beat Ray Flowers in the semifinal. He said it on the show, so I could say it now. Um, so that I'm uh, the the Pell League, the podcast expert league that I've uh, been invited to now for each of the last five years. I am in the championship game for the second consecutive season. So I'm very excited about that. In that championship game, the Kings Classic, thanks to Bob Lung and everybody. And it was so nice of them to let me in because I couldn't travel. Again, it was I couldn't make the health things that were going on. I didn't want to make a cross country journey and commit to that. So Bob Long and the group that did a very nice thing and let those of us that couldn't travel do the online drafts and everything. And um, excited about that. I'm in the championship game against my guy Matt Donnelly, which Matt's team is a powerhouse. It's very very strong. So I don't. I'll have to pull an upset out of that, but I'm very excited. And that's a that's a league where I lost. I think my it was an auction league, so I thought it was my three players that I bid the most. Oh no, I lost three of my top four highest bid players, including Javante Williams, Cooper Cup. Uh, I still have Nick Chubb in there and a couple others, but you know, just a lot of moves and a lot of you know getting lucky on the right time. So I'm in the championship there, the Sirius XM host league in the championship game there. Another one that I barely backdoored into the playoffs, but my team got hot at the right time. It's no bullshit. It's what I tell you, this is what I want to do. My team, every one of my 
championship teams right now were except for my home league were all like nine and five, eight and four. If we get went to the playoffs earlier, or eight and six, they're all right around that mark. Right. But I got hot at the end, the end, the end, the end. And now Sirius XM host league about to do that. If I win that one, that'll be my fifth XM host title in 13 years. Pretty good uh doing that so you know hopefully i could bring that one home although I, another stiff competition against the legends colton and the wolfman there and um that is it so that those are the yeah those are the championship games that i got going on over there i mentioned uh, 11 cash game wins guarantees us profits on the year so happy that we've been able to do that um yeah, so it's been a good season. I mean, overall, this has been just a very, very good season as well. Actually, no, I'm 10 and 6 in DFS. Okay, that's why. I already have my week 17 uh, bracket on here as far as contests. So that's why I'm like, why the fuck am I saying I'm, uh, 11 and 6? It's not 11, it's 10. Um, six losses, that's, that's what I know on that one. So it's been a good season there. What I learned real quick is... When it comes to the NFL, NFL has some changes to do with their concussion protocol. They got to figure that shit out. They got to do something with the microchip in the football to get the right location locating because you can't let 75-year-old men try to track where the ball was down. The down and distance stuff is nonsense. They have to figure that out. They did a terrible job replacing the Sunday ticket with YouTube TV. It's going to be a fucking nightmare next year. So that's a disaster waiting to happen. Fantasy football no more running backs in the first round. Listen, you can draft a running back. I'm not, what I'm saying is not avoid them. I'm saying the idea you need to break every single person that I say, you got to stop drafting running backs in the first round. The more visceral your reaction, the more I know that you are the one that I'm talking to that needs to change. You're the person it, because it's not about, you can take a running back. But it's about the desperation, the need to, the idea that you have to, that a quarterback's out of the question, a tight end's out of the question. You know, you'll allow one or two wide receivers to infiltrate that precious first round. That has to change going into next year. Also, we can't do the position assignments anymore. This thing with Jeff Driscoll and Taysom Hill, like it's it's nonsense. We've got players that are. Austin Eckler is a wide receiver, quite frankly. He, he's way more wide receiver than he is running back. Debo Samuel, before he got hurt, way more running back. Curtis Samuel plays the running back position. You know, there's a lot of these. There's too much crossover. Enough with the tight end position. If you want to make – you should do quarterback, one running back, one receiver, and five flexes. Either running back, receiver – or tight end. That's what it should be. No tight end spot. No more defenses. Good fucking Lord. Go look at the Cleveland defense from a few weeks ago. 31 points out of nowhere. And then minus points two weeks later. Stop doing defense. Stop doing kickers. For the love of God. We'll have a lot of time to talk about that in the days and weeks ahead. But, oh, oy vey. That just drives me absolutely batty. Um, 
Week 16 recap from last week. I mentioned uh, some good things. Overall, it was the first week that I actually had a frac what we'll call a fracture, um, a fracture time to I mean I didn't win a hundred percent of the cash games when I did win, won just about 75% of them, but I think I will take it. It was the most challenging week I've ever had. All right. That is just the most challenging week because the holidays, it's a big holiday for me, my family, and I do a ton of content on the weekly basis. I pride myself in watching every single game. I, for the first time that I think I could remember, I legitimately, legitimately left my viewing room and went and watched the shows and went and got treats and did stuff with the family on Christmas Eve. I watched the entire first set of games and then the second set came on and that was it. I paid attention to what was going on. I was watching stuff on my phone. I went back and watched the games. Then um, I watched the uh, Philadelphia Dallas game Christmas Eve night after we put out the presents. And then on Sunday night after those games, I didn't watch the early Green Bay Miami game. Much of that um, did watch Denver for some fucking reason. Denver and the Rams disastrous game. Then the nighttime game was easy to watch. Everybody had gone by then Tampa and Arizona. The, um, but then I went back and watched those uh watched Green Bay Miami game and I watched the uh what was the other oh I watched the Vegas and Pittsburgh game, which was a should never watch that one. Um that's NFL Plus. I cannot re- recommend that. Breeze through those games in like 30 minutes apiece. It was fucking it's they're the best. So streak is still live, even though I didn't watch a couple of them technically live. Got what we needed to get. Um takeaways, you know, uh, I mentioned week 17 here. We have no Derrick Henry tomorrow. Derrick Henry sitting out. Derrick Carr. Bad week for the Derricks, isn't it? Derrick Carr being relieved of quarterback one duties in Vegas, and they're going to part ways with him in the offseason. It looks like he's not even going to be around the team anymore. What a disgrace that is. I got to say, it just is. Derrick Carr deserved better. It's like he, he may not be the answer. He's not the answer. Is he the game changer quarterback? No, but you, you know, you start getting to a point. Do you want Derek Carr? Or do you want Ryan Tannehill? Do you want Derek Carr? Or do you want Tom Brady? Oh, Brady, why? Because he's 46 years old, for fuck's sake. You want Derek Carr or Geno Smith? Derek Carr or Kenny Pickett? Derek Carr or Mike White? Derek Carr or Daniel Jones? Derek Carr or Andy Dalton? Derek Carr or Mac Jones? Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? I think that's a legitimately good. Comparison. Derek Carr and Tua? Ooh, I won't even go there. Derek Carr and fucking Matt Stafford. Derek Carr or uh, Matt Ryan. Derek Carr or Davis Mills. Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers. I think that's a viable comparison. Derek Carr or Jared Goff. Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. Derek Carr or... Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, or I know he's not going anywhere. Derek Carr or Sam Darnold, Derek Carr or Desmond Ritter, Derek Carr or Kyler Murray, you could say going forward, even though the contract. So do you see there are at least eight of those, if not more, maybe 10, that you probably lean Carr over, aren't there? Yeah, that's what I mean. Everybody wants to have the next... Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. 
That's what everybody wants. The up and comer, the Jalen Hurts. Every, but you don't get that. There aren't enough of those guys. So you have to find a way to win with your Kirk Cousins, your Derek Carr, your Matt Stafford, as L.A. did last year. You have to find your way. Simply replacing the position isn't going to be it. But this is why late in the season, it and the changes to fantasy football, you have to – it takes more than your star player. You can't ride any player to a championship the way you used to. That doesn't exist. That's an outdated philosophy. You don't do that. It's about the collective. It's about the entirety of your roster and how you manage it. Going up, picking up the right guys to get to solidify playoff berths and championships. All right. I mean, think about this. In the last few years, like you guys remember, it's only one year ago. And I was just recalling how I, you know, where I was at in life back in week 16, week 17, week 18 of last year. But do you remember who the stars were? Do you? You probably remember Jamar Chase because it was the most one of the most legendary performances of all time against the Chiefs. 266 yards, three touchdowns, like the best play of the year, right? Carried a lot of people to championships week 17 of last year. Amon Ross St. Brown, though, he was – he became a star those final couple weeks. But Rashad Penny, hmm? remember him? He was the star. Russell Wilson was everybody's hero, leading people to championships last year for Seattle. Daryl Williams, Braxton Berrios, Boston Scott, Devin Singletary, Ramondre Stevenson before he was this year's virgin. A.J. Dillon, what do you know? Another year leading people to championships. Jacoby Myers, Noah Fant, then for the Broncos. These were your top point scorers from a year ago. All right, those were people that, players that led folks to championships. All right, it doesn't take the superstar. Chase and Burrow were stars, and they stepped up at the right time. No question about it. But Jamar Chase wasn't a star last year. Remember, that was one of our biggest hits at FantasyGuru.com was despite all the drops and not playing a whole season, sitting out a whole year, we still stayed on Jamar Chase and recommended him highly. It was in the manifesto and everything 2020. I'm sorry, 2021 is rookie year. And it was very tough, but we were getting him in the fifth, sixth round. Became a quasi- late first, early second round pick this year after that monster performance. But you had him because we did our due diligence. In 2020, everyone remembers the six-touchdown game against Alvin, Alvin Kamara against the Vikings. That's obvious. Ad, Devontae Adams led people to championships. Stephon Diggs led people to championships. Mike Evans, oh, we forget, went off. But how about the real heroes, the Miles Gaskin? Miami against Las Vegas last year, two touchdowns, five catches, 82 yards, 87 yards on the ground. Michael Gallup, six for 121 and two against the Eagles, week 16 of last season. Right? Though Samaje P. Ryan that year in the game before the Kansas City game against Houston. Right? Then week 17, championship week, it was fucking Brandon Cooks against the Titans, 11 for 166 and two. Cam freaking Newton against the Jets. 
in 2020. That's two years ago. Marvin Jones, then with the Lions. 180 yards, two touchdowns going off for us. Sterling Shepard that year. A.J. Brown with the Titans at that point. Darwin Thompson of the freaking Chiefs puts up 30 points against the Chargers to help people in the spot start. See what I mean? What I'm talking about is it's not the studs. The studs can get you there. Studs get you to a certain point. But at this point in the season, those that close titles and championships are the ones that are able to make the right line of decisions, identify the best matchups, and close. That's what this is all about. So best of luck to all you guys out there. We've got our rankings up over at fantasyguru.com. You know, let's look at some of the names. Who could be this year's league winners? And the league winners, I don't mean the guys who carried us because I don't believe in carrying anymore. I don't think anybody carries you. It would be great, like if you're an officer and a gentleman or something. At the quarterback position, this this week's heroes, Jared Goff. Jared Goff played well, man. He has played well, and he's done it two back-to-back weeks on the road, which is stunning. Now he's got the best matchup in the world at home against the Bears. That He's going to be there. Gardner Minshew, assuming he starts. I'm still not ready to make that clarification. I think Hurts pushes to play. That's my belief, but I was skeptical of it last year's or last week, I should say. So evidently I don't have a good read, but it could be Gardner Minshew. Teddy Bridgewater, who will play for the concussed Tua Tango Valoa. Those are your quarterbacks that could end up leading you to a championship. Running backs, fucking Brian Robinson's going to be the guy. Brian Robinson. If you've been asking me every single week, do I start him? Do I not start him? What do I do? Brian Robinson is going to be that dude this week. It's shaping up. Whether Antonio Gibson plays or not, Gibson's been fading away and fading away and fading away. You got the best run game matchup you possibly can against the Cleveland Browns at home. I think it's a huge week for B-Rob. Hassan Haskins, maybe, you know, Derrick Henry, Thursday Night Football. This game may be on by the time you're listening to the show, but Dallas, weakness against the run. Tennessee, all they have is against the run. Dallas is going to blow them out probably, but. Maybe Hassan Haskins, an emergency start situation for those that had Derrick Henry. Zonovan Knight. My boy Zonovan's going to go off, folks. He is going to go off against Seattle. Seattle's had real trouble stopping the run uh, in recent weeks. They're not good at it. You know, Seattle does some things well. They have had amazing play by their Rookie corner, Tariq Woolen, and the other uh, um, corner whose name for some reason is right now escaping me. But I've identified a couple weeks ago what they've been doing well. Um, Now it's, oh, Michael Jackson. He's not a rookie. Mike Mike Jackson's been around for a little while. Um, But what they've done is they, they use the corners. They pin them. They pin wide receivers out they they force action to the outside to the sidelines and thus they force action to the middle and that's why kobe bryant their fourth round pick this year has gotten so torched that's why tight ends have had a have done massive work against the seattle seahawks and that's why 
we're noticing the Seahawks fall apart on defense suddenly after just an amazing start. But um, the Seahawks are bleeding the fuck out against the run. Like they, it, it has just been an absolute tire fire for them as of, uh, uh, of late. And it's just not going to be any better this week against the, uh, against the jets. I think Zonovan Knight runs wild against them. So, uh, yeah, that's what are they averaging? Let's see. 283 yards, uh, 283 hearts on the ground. They gave up to the Raiders, 171 to the Rams, 223 yards. They gave up on the ground to Carolina, 170 more yards. They gave up uh, to the 49ers. And then, oh, only 77 last week to the Chiefs. But uh, in the last five games, they are giving up an average of 185 yards per game on the ground. It's fucking insanity. Zonovan Knight. Start him if you got him. Wide receivers. You know, we're, we're looking at the same spots, but you're thinking, oh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. What about DJ Chark? Why not DJ Chark? What if he goes off against Chicago? I have him in a couple of leagues, and I've got real tough decisions to make. And I'm leaning on starting DJ Chark. Romeo Dubs, now that Christian Watson is... Hurt likely out. I don't think Christian Watson plays. I think Christian Watson soft as baby shit. I really do. Could be Alan Lazard. Could be Alan Lazard. Both of them move up. Lazard's back to what we thought he was. It's a tremendous matchup for Lazard. So a lot of my listeners, I'm sure, have Lazard. And you know, Lazard's a great case study in modern day fantasy football. A lot of folks are going to be upset, and I guarantee the narrative gets spun that Alan Lazard was a bust for us, but he's not because he's wide receiver 39 and we draft him at 45. Okay. He came up lame against the Rams. That was the game that fucking pissed me off. The Rams and Eagles game. Absolutely brutal. And then he missed week one. So you got to go on a per game basis with him too. But you know, he got us where we needed from weeks two through week 11. This guy was a top 17 fantasy football wide receiver. And we needed him desperately during that entire period. He had a touchdown or four or more catches in every single game through that. And that's what we needed, especially for where we drafted him. Uh, Drake London, another little sleeper against the Arizona Cardinals. I love Drake London. He, He has been an absolute target monster from Desmond Ritter. It's very interesting what the Falcons have done with Desmond Ritter. They're not running nearly as much as I thought. It goes to show you they had no, absolutely no intention of letting Marcus Mariota throw the ball. They have no faith in Marcus Mariota. But Ritter's last three games, 12, 11, and 9. 32 targets, nearly 11 targets per game and seven receptions per game over his last three. And he's also averaging 86, 87 yards per game. Hasn't caught a touchdown. But those last three games have been very good, and he gets a great matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. Drake London needs to be in lineups. He can be 
that guy. Jahan Dotson, that's an interesting one. McLaurin had really rebounded this season. Terry McLaurin went from absolute obscurity in the beginning of the season with Carson Wentz, even though Carson Wentz was producing at a great level. And as we sit going into week 17, Terry McLaurin's wide receiver 16 in fantasy football. Thousand yards for the year, 72 catches, only four touchdowns, though. But Jahan Dotson seemed earlier, and now he's back in the stretch to be Carson Wentz's guy. He's a sneaky guy. I don't put him on the same level as Shark, Lazard, London, like a must start, like a real must sneaky start. But I, depending on what your roster looks like, you could use him and help you clinch a, a championship this week. So those are some of the uh, the players to know. If you need a sneaky tight end, Tyler Conklin is kind of my guy. I like Tyler Conklin this week. Uh, Jets wide receiver against that Seattle team that is the worst, funnels everything to the inside. I think he's a sneaky player. Najoku against Washington is, is sneaky. Tyler Higby's not that sneaky. He had a monster week last week. But I think he can get the job done for you as well. So, yep, there you go. Best of luck to everybody still playing in championships. If you're in DFS, cash game breakdowns out on Friday nights, live stream, just like always, ladies and gentlemen. If you were a winner in the Santa Man's giveaway, you got to give me a little bit more time. I'm way behind on the work from this week due to the holiday. I promise I have never and nor will I ever forget about those winners. I'll be sending you your uh, congratulations and your prizes in very near future. So don't worry about that. Got it all recorded and you will, uh, you'll get your prizes fit the animals. Let's talk about the rest of week 17. Everybody we will go out with this as we always do. Let's look at our survivor picks. Are you still going? How in the hell is the circa? contest that I was a part of and got knocked out week nine. How is this still going? I call bullshit. <laughs> uh, I just, I find it almost impossible. Right? I really do. I just find it impossible that there are teams that won 18 weeks now because the Christmas day was a week was a, uh, Christmas Day Survivor was another slate. So three teams have made it to the final, to week 17, I should say. And uh, yeah, because Thanksgiving was a week and Christmas was a week. So that's pretty impressive. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to all of you. I mean, listen, Dallas, get your Thursday pick in immediately. That's got to be where we're at. Right, it has to be where you're looking. Tendency is basically given completely up. So, right, I mean that has to be a thought there. I think that also Kansas City. I mean, you had to use Kansas City by now, didn't you? Everybody had to use Kansas City. How do you get away with that? San Francisco on the road against Las Vegas just benched Derek Carr, kind of making that admission. You're starting Jared Stidham. San Francisco heavily favored on the road anyway before Derek Carr, now over a touchdown favorite. I think that's a play. 
Philadelphia Eagles at home against New Orleans should Minshew or Hurts doesn't really matter either one going to get you where you need to be and win that game. So those are the games that I'd be targeting. I let me talk about my upset of the week because this is where I think this is going to get some people in trouble. I have a this is a gut one and I was dead on last week with it. I've got an awful feeling that the Bears are going to beat the Lions this week. I do not want this to happen. I am so desperate to not have this happen. I may bet a grand on the Bears just to just in hopes that I'm willing to pay a grand for them to lose. You have no idea. They are the second overall pick right now. You've got one of the greatest defensive players of the last 10 years coming out in Jalen Carter. My God, I want that dude for the Bears so bad. It's not even funny. It is not even funny. But the Bears are playing. Here's the reason I think Chicago can and will probably beat Detroit. Detroit sensed the pressure last week and just got steamrolled. Steamrolled on the ground against Carolina. Well, guess what? That's all Chicago does. That's their strength anyway. And Chicago, here's something that I look at one of my tricks. The Bears, the last four weeks, have played. Number one, the Bears don't lose by a lot of points. They've lost all these games, and it's by touchdown. Seven, eight, nine points every single time. It's crazy. The last few weeks, they played the Jets. We're a playoff team after that win and going into that week, and we're in there. They've faltered since, but they had their better quarterback in Mike White for that game. They played the Packers, division rivals, and um, lost that game when Rodgers kind of turns it around on them. Then they played the Eagles, the number one seed in the NFC. Now they played the Bills, the number one team in the AFC. So they just went through three and a half playoff teams in the last four weeks. And thus they've had, and they've been very competitive against the Packers. They uh, not so much against the Jets. And then they held the Bills for two and a half quarters until the Bills just poured it on the fourth quarter. After playing against that, then you come down to Lions level. The Lions are borderline playoff team themselves. But it's such a regression, such a drop in class. It's like a heavyweight punching down to a welterweight or something. And all of a sudden, even the shittiest heavyweights, why they have weight classes, just beating the hell out of them. So now we're swinging the baseball bat with a donut on it. It's easier. And it just makes me nervous. So I think the Bears upset the Lions this week. And if so, my heart's going to fucking shatter. Shatter. This... All I care about, man, Houston, I want Houston to win more games. Houston needs to win their last two. Give the Bears a number one pick. Do you know, I know the Bears will likely trade the pick, but they'll get a ton for it. They'll get multiple first and seconds the next two years, which is exactly what you want with your quarterback entering year three. It's exact. They are so poised with it, and they have all this money to spend on free agency. It's going to be magic. So as a fan, I'm so excited about it. Because to be the team with the top one or two pick that doesn't need a quarterback 
Oh, teams are just going to do it. So you can move down. Let's say they ended up moving down and you see Las Vegas trying to tank right now. So let's say Vegas loses their next couple games and they end up with like the seventh pick or eighth pick. They're sitting at nine right now, five through seven. They still going to have to move up to secure one of the quarterbacks. They can move up to two. The bears could get the Raiders pick and a future one and a second or third. And then they could still get Jalen Carter at that fifth pick while all the other teams are moving up for the likes of Revis and uh, uh, Levis. I'm sh- I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Williams and um, CJ Stroud. Right. So I guess it's the best position you could be in, but it makes me nervous. So that's my upset of the week. The bet of the week. I got to say, I'm really liking the Jets against Seattle. Seattle hasn't been the powerhouse at home that they used to be. 12th man is great, but this is a team that's clearly regressing, uh, you know, and they've already hit their peak of the year and teams are figuring them out. Robert Sala coached for years in Seattle. He knows them. He knows Pete Carroll. He knows what they do. Mike White's back under center. It's going to rejuvenate the whole team. I, I think the Jets go in there as one and a half point underdogs and beat the Seattle Seahawks. So they're, oh, I'm sorry. They're favorites by one and a half. I like jets minus the one and a half is what I'm saying. That's my bet of the week. Single game parlay, everybody. Uh, I'll do the Thursday night game for you this week. I like the Thursday night game enough. Um, Dallas and Tennessee. I don't, I mean, Tennessee, if you, you write me cards and letters, <laughs> PO box, one, two, three, four, Jeff Mann's Enterprises. Uh, I don't know. If you like anything about Tennessee, I don't know what there is. They would be hard-pressed to probably score a point, but they always end up doing so. Malik Willis, Hassan Haskins. Without Derrick Henry, it's the whole thing. So it's obviously the Cowboys. Obviously, the Cowboys are going to win. They're 12.5-point favorites now. Get this line while you can because this, if of every game – in the calendar year, this is the one that should be a 16 and a half point favorite. We're getting value at 12 and a half. Okay. I will bet it down to nine and a half. I'll just make it nice and easy. Minus nine and a half. And what do we say? What's the rule when it's nine or higher? What's the best bet to take? It's always the under this game is at a 39 and a half over under. So by single game parlaying it, we're going to take the Cowboys minus nine and a half, give us a field goal worth of buffer, just in case. And we're going to go under 45 and a half. We nearly get a full touchdown. We got six extra points as a buffer to go under. So this game going 38 to three or 38 to seven, even, is going to pull in a winner for us. Most likely, we're looking at a 27 to three. 27 to 10, 20, 30 to 10 type game here. So I, I think that's an easy winning bet. And I would do it now before these odds, because this is a plus 125 bet right now at DK Sportsbook. I'm sorry. This is a plus 135 bet at DK Sportsbook right now. So it's over plus 130. I think it's a fucking lock as well. So that's your single game parlay of the week. 
All right. Well, we're, you know, we are right at the one hour mark here, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's a good place to stop. I think we got a lot out, talked about what we've learned in the year. Share with me at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. If you're not a member of fantasyguru.com, you, you want to get in now. Now's the time. It's cheap. They're cutting deals. Get in for the before the baseball season gets here. Get in for the basketball season. Get in for the hockey. Our coverage is amazing. Football season never ends. I'll be doing XFL, USFL. We've got Canadian Football League. Then the NFL. We got the all the draft, postseason leagues. We'll do one and dones. We'll do FFPC, where you have to draft one player from every single team. That format. We've got snake drafts going on. We've got rankings for the postseason. We've got DFS full on for the postseason, including showdown slates and full slates and betting and single game parlays and the man's cave access to me in the discord watching football games. And I'll be firing off live bets like we did last year. We're up 30 units live betting alone, just live betting last postseason folks. And now I created the man's cave so we could all, follow along in real time. We don't have to be bludgeoned with everybody else asking questions in those other discord rooms. Now we just, all of us are watching games, firing the live bets, collecting money. We got shut down last year, got shut down by FanDuel, got shut down by Caesars, had to keep our things going. I think I went to fucking MGM last year. This year I'll be going to DK to do it. Cause I do a lot more action there than I did a season ago. So there you guys go get over there. Fantasyguru.com and join us, join the elite mafia, find the winning way. Ladies, take the money that you went on single game parlay. And if it hits, go uh, come join us over at fantasyguru.com. Follow me on social media. I mentioned at Jeff underscore man's on Twitter, the Jeff man's everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok, I want to wish each and every one of you a very, very happy new year. Be safe, make right decisions, indulge, have fun, do whatever you have to do to have a great time. But man, no fighting, no drinking and driving. No, f- just be fucking cool. All right. Put your swords down. You don't need to fight with everybody. You don't need to record everything on video and Snapchat and camera. Put it down. Say hi to the people in the room. Stop saying hi to people on social media. Say hi to people that you're in the room with and enjoy these times while they last, everybody. All right, that's going to do it. Episode 143, Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Best of luck in your championship games this coming week. We'll be right back here recapping everything in Week 17, previewing Week 18. Everyone's like, you can't play Week 18. Good. Let them say it. Let everybody just say it. Let them not play. We will play. We will win. It's our money anyway. We'll take back anything that we lose. That's what we do at FantasyGuru.com and on the One Man's Opinion podcast. You may disagree with some or maybe every single thing that you heard on today's episode. Perfectly all right by me, everybody. Do you know why? Damn right you know why. It's just one man's opinion. See you next time, everybody. Happy New Year, and we'll see you next time. Deuces!